0: All right. Well, welcome to our first podcast for Arrowhead Business Group. We might change the name later, but I'm here with Mr. Elliot Pablo. And Elliot, go ahead and introduce yourself. Why, hello? <laughs> you can. We could totally keep these in. <laughs>
1: First. I still like my emails. Are your emails? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but
0: anyways, Elliot, what do you
1: do? <laughs> uh, I am a research program coordinator for the Arrowhead Business Group at Johns Hopkins Center for American Indian Health. Awesome. And so tell us a little bit more about, well, we'll
0: call it ABG. So what, tell us more about ABG. Well,
1: ABG was actually started as a suicide prevention program that through time became an entrepreneurship program. And it helps students in high school, in the community, and it also helps local adult entrepreneurs.
0: Awesome. And then, so you're kind of like a team lead with ABG, correct?
1: I would like to say so.
0: (laughs) I think that's what it says (laughs) on your job title. So we'll go with that. (laughs) Let me check
1: my business card. Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, yeah. So this is like our first podcast. Like we don't know where it's really going. Um, I know that we do want to talk about, you know, maybe our experience as indigenous entrepreneurs, maybe because, you know, we have. Experience, we have knowledge we've been I don't want to say we've been around yeah, <laughs> no, that we're kind not of, saying that, <laughs> but you know we've
1: we can't say we've done stuff for money,
0: <laughs> yeah, we can't say that either, um, but we have but we know how to survive yes, yes we'll, go, we'll go that we'll go that route um, but yeah, I guess like we'll see where this goes, you know, we will probably have like guest speakers here and talking about maybe how ABG started, you know, we do have people who have been with ABG during the pilot, so we'll probably bring them on. Um, Maybe we can talk about more of, I guess, our experience in the classrooms with the kids and maybe like what we've learned from the kids. Um, Because I know we do have the in-person and then the after school with the ABG program. Um, So Elliot, how would you define an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur <laughs>
1: <laughs> um at some points in my life, I feel like I am an entrepreneur. I do have these great ideas, things I like to do that I turn around and am able to make a profit from
0: yeah, and I think one thing is really great, too is like as an entrepreneur, like you have like that creative freedom yes. to do whatever. And I think that's what I think is really great and something to like, let the kids know because
1: you can have that creative flow yeah, compared to a normal eight to five job where there's boundaries and things you can't really do or want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think also because I think our generation and the generation before you had to go to school and be something specific, but with entrepreneurship or as an entrepreneur I don't know where to go with that, but
1: (laughs) I I was going
0: somewhere. Yeah. But I think like, it, it, like there's no limit. Like if you have a skill and if there's something that you like to do, you can do it as if it's like artwork or if you're good at cooking or baking. Like I've, I've been, I've been, I remember in elementary, I wanted to make money. I don't know why, but I did. So I remember like my parents used to give me like $20, like, once a month or something and I thought I was the richest kid in the world I used to take that $20 and my grandma used to go to Sam's Club and I was like can you buy me a bucket of those heart-shaped suckers and she was like okay what are you gonna do with it and I was like oh I don't know probably just give them out to my friends I would put those suckers in my backpack and I would go to school and I would sell them for 25 cents each and I would like triple my money and I was like that's when I became an entrepreneur
1: (laughs) um I want to say I became an entrepreneur when I got interested in making cakes. Oh. Yeah.
0: I did not know that about you.
1: Yes, I did cakes. I did the whole fondant thing. I made shapes, different themed cakes. I made castles, three-tier cakes. And it was just something fun for me to do. Um, I first did it for one of my nieces for Mm -hmm. a birthday party. And everyone was amazed by it and asking where we got the cake and things like that. I told them I had free time, so I made this cake. About maybe two weeks later, one of the parents reached out to me and said, hey, I saw the cake you made. Is it possible for you to make me a Wonder Woman cake? And I'm like, okay. They asked me, what are you going to charge me? And at the time, I didn't know... What well, to charge because it was just a hobby. And I told him, mm-hmm. I'll buy everything, I'll keep the receipt, you reimburse me $40. And from then on, I must have made about maybe 10, 15 cakes for a profit.
0: Nice. You know, I did the same thing too back in college because being a poor college kid, there was really not much you could do. Well, I thought there was not much I could do because it was either school and then like trying to find a job. And I realized the job that I was doing was minimum wage. So I needed more money to support my expensive lifestyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I said, you know what? I can make cupcakes. Cause I was like, I don't want to make cakes cause I feel I don't have the skill to, I didn't think I had the skill to make cakes. So I feel like you have to be more dedicated more creative to make cakes. I don't have that. So I was like, I'll just make cupcakes. Simple frosting on top, done. And I was selling my cupcakes for a dollar. And my cousins used to do, like, these youth basketball tournaments. And I was like, hey, I was like, could I, like, set up and just, like, sell cupcakes and see what I could do? They're like, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. And I remember going to a basketball tournament, and I had my cupcakes. I bought, like, this little, like, cupcake tree from, like, Amazon. And it came in, and I set it all up really nice and everything. And this kid came up to me. God, I don't even know how old. They were maybe, like, four or five. And they were like, oh, can I buy a cupcake? And I was like, yeah, it's a dollar. And they were like, I buy my cupcakes for a quarter. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, but mine are a dollar.
1: <laughs> and so <laughs> a I know. <laughs> He's like, I need three more quarters, now.
0: <laughs> he was so mad. And he just like walked off. He comes back. He's like, with a dollar. And I'm like, okay. So he gives me a dollar. And then I give him, he picks a cupcake and then he leaves. Comes back again with five dollars, buys five <laughs> more cupcakes, and then leaves again. And then, as they were done with their game, he comes back and he's like, "Mom, mom, we should get some more cupcakes." And so they bought like ten more again. And I was like, "I think I got this." <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just thought I was selling for a dollar because I was like, it was everything was homemade, and it doesn't take you don't you don't spend that much no, making cupcakes at all, and you can make. A lot of cupcakes for a little bit amount of money and I think that's what I used to do through high school too I mean high school through college and then I kind of kept that through as like a part-time thing to now so every now and then I'll make cupcakes um I haven't made them recently
1: yeah now no, not even on my birthday yeah
0: well uh COVID <laughs> no <laughs> can't just be making things and giving them out highlight of everyone's birthday with a cupcake. right
1: In one year I have a birthday and
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I remember like there was we've always I've always tried to find ways like to survive I guess you can say yeah. and I think that's something that's really unique I guess as natives yeah I think as natives like we've always been survivors we're strong resilient
1: <laughs> we're still here <laughs> yeah I feel like that I mean and a lot of it I feel like goes back to the olden days when people would barter for things Mhm. Stuff like that. I mean.
0: And I think. Well. That's a good. uh, Like a good point too. Because like. Back in the day. Like we didn't know what money was. Like we didn't know the. The concept of like currency. And like coins. And dollars. Like we've always. Traded things. We've always traded goods. And I remember. um, My grandparents. They used to grow. You know. Like corn and stuff. And squash like that. And like. We never really like did it for money it was more like we needed it because we fed the family and whatever we had left we would give to like our surrounding neighbors and then in return they would like give us something like oh we have extra water coal or we're going to go haul water we can haul water for you if you need us to like that's how we did it like that's how we survived um and i remember like people who do beadwork people who do silversmith. I mean, I know silver came from like the Spaniards and that's what we used to turn into jewelry. And I've even seen like, like we never really understood, I guess, wealth, like wealth to us, wasn't how much money you had. It was more of like, if you were able to keep your family alive, yeah keep them healthy you know that's how we did wealth and i guess more based on like our culture and our traditions like if you understood if you still held all of your traditions and your culture like that was wealth
1: yeah
0: and i think that's something we still hold and even today like a lot of the people that i help promote like small indigenous businesses like they i remember someone talking about it i can't remember who it was But she would turn those coins, like the nickels and dimes, she made jewelry out of them because she was like, it was honestly like that coin was like useless to us because we didn't know what to do with it. So we made them into jewelry. That's also a federal offense. No, it's not. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) Maybe it's us laughing back at the government for everything they've done to us. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But we won't get into that. Another po-
1: another episode, <laughs> yes I remember um since then i've um I've started detailing cars. Mm-hmm. It's something I enjoyed, you know it's some it gives me peace of mind. I kept my own car clean and um one year we needed a pickup truck, and so I told this the owner of the truck, I'm like, "Can I use one of your vehicles and in return, I'll clean it up and that's what I did. I used it for a weekend. I, di- I gave it a full detail And we went from there So I feel like that was my first Real barter mm-hmm. Was Asking if I could use this truck In return Cleaning it up I mean I Shampooed it It was, it was nice after I gave it back <clears throat> And From then on It was always something Like that Cause if I didn't need the truck They would tell me Can you clean this car And it just became like a back and forth thing Like mm-hmm oh, you remember you did this for me. here, you can do this, or... Yeah, yeah. Just come over and get something to eat. Yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. And I remember, yeah, I think that's something that we've always been doing, because to us, like, it's not... It's not about money. It's just more like, I can do this for you, and if you have something to offer, I'm not going to ask for it, but, you know, in exchange, like, they just... They'll do it anyways. And I think that's something that's really cool, and something really awesome. awesome. And then, um... Gosh, we do have a lot. I do, yeah. oh my gosh. And then I remember growing up too, we only, we had cattle. So I grew up as a cow person, hmm. ranch, horses,
1: cattle, everything. So you clashed yourself as cowboy?
0: No, um, no. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I guess, more of a rancher. Because my parents, well, my fa- I had family members who did rodeo, but I didn't do rodeo.
1: So I wouldn't say I was a cowboy. To me, I think cowboy rodeo. Mm, I think cowboy horse. <laughs> if you do anything with the horse, I assume you're a cowboy.
0: I I can see that, and I'm like, what if you have a donkey? Mm. Still a cowboy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't, no, that doesn't work. I don't think so.
0: That's I'm, not how it works. But no. Wants to let us know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think rancher because like cowboy do rodeos I think like people who do ranch you know do ranch work work cattle and whatever and for us it was only my sister and I because we were the only ones of age at the time but I remember my dad always used to say like school shopping or like schools coming up if you want to make if you want to get school clothes or school supplies like you know that you have to go out and like get the cattle, brand them, ear tag them, and then we need to figure out which ones you want to sell. And that money you make is the money that you're going to use for your school clothes and for your school shopping and stuff. So we always knew, like, in the su- in the summer, that's what we had to do in order for us to get, if we wanted stuff, that's what we had to do. So we would, like, spend, like, oh my gosh, maybe, like, two or three weeks when we go out and get all of our cattle, brand them, whatnot, everything, and then we would, like, put them into the horse trailer and whatever the ones we decided that we wanted to sell we would take and go to like cortez or somewhere in new mexico and sell our cows and whatever money we had we go straight into like the nearest town and we'd get clothes and stuff like that
1: nice nice so, okay so back to it before <coughs> you were just a child you were a boy mm-hmm. who had cows
0: who had cows so oh my god no that's not it just because you have cows doesn't make you a cowboy <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, (laughs) it's there.
0: No, we have to, you know what, I'm looking it up, we need to figure out what is defined as a cow, I don't know why I keep saying cow person,
1: what is a cowboy? It's going to be from Dallas.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a picture of me. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, what is a cowboy? A man. (laughs) Typically typically one on horseback who herds and tends to cattle. Oh my God. You were
1: a cowboy.
0: Okay, I was. But I honestly...
1: I don't... (laughs) Anyway. Back to the subject at hand. Uh,
0: Yeah, back to... Entrepreneurship. Is great. Yes. Um, What about the kids? like... From... Working in the classroom, like, I know a lot of kids, like, had to make their own business plans and stuff like that, and, like, what was anything that you remember that was, like, so creative that the kids did?
1: As far as, like, their businesses and things they chose to do? Mm -hmm. um, I've seen one where the kid wanted to do photography. That was really popular among the kids. Um, A dog wash. That was one of the most creative ones. He wants to find dogs, clean them up, find them homes.
0: There's a lot of dogs out here. Yeah. That's
1: and like, I'm like, he's got an idea. Yeah. I mean.
0: It's all about supply and demand. Exactly. And it's all about location. Like, you don't want to do cupcakes if, like, seven other people within
1: your one block radius is doing cupcakes, too. Yeah, I mean, you look at, um, in town, you got the Piccadillys. The fry bread lady, the Kool-Aid sucker <laughs> yes. lady, and then the rebel people.
0: What are the rebel? Oh, are, is this the knockoff? Of...
1: Yeah, the Dutch Bros knockoff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you? No. Have, no.
1: uh uh-uh. I had a Kool-Aid sucker.
0: I love Kool-Aid suckers. That's my weakness.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's one. And then the kids really enjoyed when we mapped the, the reservation. And we go through the whole reservation, and they tell us where you can find this in this community who does this in this community um stuff like that and them seeing it they were able to figure out what business they would want to do and like you said you don't want to make cupcakes if everybody else is making cupcakes yeah so there was a lot of fun things one kid wants to open a skate shop another one wants to do a food truck in an area where no one sells food yeah which which I think has the potential, maybe. Yeah,
0: I think so, too. Because, I mean, like, there's tailgate here where people do sell, like, food and stuff. But, like, it's not mobile. No. Like, you can go, like, for example, like, the hospital. Like, and that's what we do with our food truck here with, like, a yeah. cafe. Like, not many people can come down here, so we go to them.
1: Yeah, he wanted to um sell food in the evening time. Mm-hmm. And he lived in a distant community, and he like... A lot of people don't want to drive to town to get the food, so a lot of times they just end up cooking at home. Mm -hmm. And I can see that. You know, just, oh, go down down the street and get get something real quick for dinner. Um, But a lot of the kids, you know, they revert to things they've seen their parents do, skills their parents have, Mm -hmm. beadwork, seamstress, things like that. Yeah, I mean, there's people that do cradleboards, they do moccasins. Yeah. There's even pe- uh, the
0: gentleman that makes the the pans.
1: Yeah, the tortilla but, pans. The
0: tortilla, yeah, tortilla pans. And like tennis like, rackets. Tennis rackets, yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of them go to that because there is, like, a high demand for that. Because especially with the dances that happen in the summer, like, everybody's always looking for something.
1: Yeah, and apparently you can never have enough. That is so true. And baskets. Yeah,
0: i think that's i don't know i I wish i was that creative enough to do stuff like that but Mm -hmm. i'm so glad that there's people who do do that out here and i think that's really awesome and i think a lot of it is great because with the marketplace next door we're able to purchase those from them and sell them in one location for the people in the community yeah um and then like we're always looking for camp dresses like The seamstress. I feel like that's a really one that's like in super high demand that there's not that many people that do. And moccasins. And moccasins, yes. Because like as soon as we get those into like the store, like they're gone within like the next 30 minutes as soon as we put them out.
1: I believe it because I've seen people come in and they're like, what size are these? And we tell them it's not their size and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so will fit into it. Yeah. I have a niece that'll wear these Mm -hmm. and it's not for them, but because the supply and demand is there, they feel like they have to get it now or they will never get it.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, looking at that, too, like, because it's such a high demand, and, like, I think that's something that's really great that we do with ABG is that we do those workshops. Yes. With the kids. So, like, we, like, we always find someone who comes in and teaches the kids how to sew, which we did, Mm -hmm. and the kids liked it. And I was like, now that they have that skill, they can probably think about maybe, like, wow, I can make money off of selling camp dresses.
1: Yeah. And some of those kids took off on it. They did. Like, when we had the beadwork workshop, mm. that was great. Yeah. Otherwise, all our kids were talented. Yeah. I'm still working on mine. I know. <laughs> Two years yeah. in. Yeah.
0: My little medallion, still not there at all, <laughs> but... The outline. Yeah. But, anyways, but, yeah, those are things that, we're like, you know, that we do with ABG that's really great, and, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know where this podcast is going, but, like, in a sense, it gives... Oh, I'm switching, <laughs> switching gears, oh, okay. or I'm going in the direction again. <laughs> Let's do it. But no, I mean, like, I guess this kind of gives you, I guess, what this podcast kind of gives an idea of, like what ABG is kind of about and what it does. And I know I want to look for a name. I mean, Arrowhead Business Group is great, but I think we need a different name for the podcast for sure.
1: I think we should work on this for a week write a bunch of names down.
0: Or when we, like, actually release this podcast on platforms. (laughs) I know we probably won't be that famous, but, you know, hey people, comment (laughs) below. What names do you want to use?
1: (laughs) Well, I like that idea, but what if we get, like, an award for podcast of the year and we don't have a name for it by then?
0: Yeah. And then we'll just be...
1: Two guys in a (laughs) (laughs)
0: car. Ellie and Ryan's podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that'd be great. And then, you know, we can definitely go more into depth about, you know, what ABG is really about. You know, we'll bring people in. Um, We'll just sit here and talk about us again. (laughs) I got a lot to say
1: about myself. Yeah.
0: We got a lot of skills. I can never say enough. um and then
1: i guess i I feel like this podcast has potential yeah to get the word out about abg and just know about it and because even now when people ask me what i do and i tell them they get they get drawn in when i start talking about the program things we do stuff we've helped people with yeah you know they just want to know more
0: and I think one thing too is like when we were shooting, because we also have a little mini documentary that their their production people are working on right now. And I think one thing we learned too was with the interviews, like A B G was more than just like a business planning program. I think a lot of the like people that spoke about it was more like they developed like social skills. And then also, like, we became, like, their support, part of their support network, which was really interesting because yeah, a lot of... support because they would... Yeah, like, a lot of... Not a lot of kids have that kind of, like, support or, I mean, experience with, like... Because life is different off the res. Yeah. Like, definitely. It really is. And a lot of... And I don't think a lot of kids know that, especially the ones who've lived and grown up on the res all their life. And they're, like... When I get a chance, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go I'm going to leave in the res, I'm going to live my life, and they are like, "That's great. But
1: there's a little thing here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's a thing called life <laughs> that's going to happen. That's going to happen. And, and I think that's something like they're always drawn to from the both of us. It's yeah. just like they're always asking us questions about like, how did you do this? How did you do that? How did you survive? How did you make money? And I was like, you have to think about the small things, like an apartment, do you have a vehicle? Why are you leaving the res? Are you going to school? What are you going to school for? Like, all these
1: little things, like... And I feel like that's something they need to know before they mm -hmm. even make the decision to go.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I... Even, like, coming from, like, a small town into the city and traveling, like, one hour north? No. Tuba coming down. So? Yeah. (laughs) Going south to, like, the nearest town where I went to school in Flag, like, it was a culture shock for me. Like, there was not that many, like, it was weird not seeing other people like me, like other natives. Yeah.
1: And I feel like with not being prepared or not being mentally ready to leave the reservation, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel like that's why people end up coming back to the reservation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. And... You know, like that was something that I learned and I always thought like I'm a I'm an independent person, like I don't really need anybody. But like as native people, like we have that huge like our community is our family. Yeah. Like you don't have to be
1: specifically from the same family tree branch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've called this lady my aunt my whole life. I didn't even know she was related to me, wasn't even related to us. <laughs> oh my god, the same thing. <laughs> she's the best friend of the family
0: <laughs> yeah same same i've had that and like that support's always there especially people in the community like as soon as you leave the res and like you run into another native and you ask where they're from and like oh i'm from the res too like and then there's that instant connection yeah you guys and have I, a lot to talk about definitely um but yeah i think that's something that's really great that i've learned that we i found out through the interviews is like we provide more than just like that business aspect, that entrepreneur aspect. Like, this is more of, like, life lessons and things like that. And the last group that we had was more educational-focused.
1: Yeah, they wanted to, you know, how do I get to school? How do I make school easier? Yeah. And a lot. A few of them graduated with AAs. Yeah, yeah. And then, but a lot
0: of them, and I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if, like, the schools teach them anymore, but, like, how to write essays and, like, scholarships and um, other things like that. Yeah. And I do remember, like, <clears throat> like how to do my FAFSA, like, other things to think about. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if it was because of, like, them being in the classroom or anything, and, like, maybe they didn't want to learn from anybody else, but for some reason, like, they wanted that information from the both of us from our after school ABG course like they wanted us to do presentations on you know how to do FAFSA how to look for essay or how to write an essay for your scholarships or even how to find scholarships and so that was something that I thought that was really interesting and but they were also very um they really wanted to make money yeah they were about making that money. And I don't know, like, what ABG was like before us. Um, but, like, a lot of the kids were like, we need to make money. How are we going to make money? And we're like, well, you know, what do you want
1: to know? Exactly. Um, and then a lot of them enjoyed the hands-on part. Mm-hmm. Where they got to, like, the baked goods. Yeah. They got to come in the day before, make everything.
0: Yeah, and that was really great with the cafe, too, because the yeah, cafe really, helped out. really walked them through all of that whole process on how to make things in bulk, Yeah, um, and then, you know, the kids are very interested in college, so we took them to a campus tour, which was, I think, was really great because it was specifically
1: designed for Native students. Yeah, it wasn't like a big culture shock. There was other Natives there mm-hmm. for them to be like, oh, okay, if I come here, I'll be okay. Yeah. And I you know those are
0: really, and those are really like opportunities that we provide with ABG. And I think that's another thing that makes the program so unique and so awesome. And I think also because, I mean, we're not old, <laughs> but we're old enough. <laughs> we're still at that
1: cool age. Yeah, we're
0: still cool to where like, We're not considered like an authority figure
1: for the kids. And then, but at the same time, we're still respected by them. Yeah. And it's someone we can, they can come talk to, mm -hmm. but know that when things get real, we can be real with them too.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think what's really cool too, though, is like, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe it's because they like have teachers or like people who come in, like, people come from all over the place to do like speeches or whatnot, but they, are really fascinated to find out that like you're from the community. Exactly. And I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "I don't know why. What was
1: that? What why that's shocking?" I mean, yeah, a lot of the students I've spoken with, or when I first meet them, you know, they they ask me questions, things like that, and I tell them, "I'm like, I grew up down the street from the school. Yeah, I used to walk to school from." basically k to 12th grade i walked that's how close i lived to the schools Mm -hmm. or they get fascinated when they start using local terminology and i'm like don't be saying that you shouldn't be saying stuff like this (laughs) or that's pretty funny yeah and they're just so shocked and i'm like why are you shocked and they i would tell them i'm like i'm from here yeah i grew up here so do i a lot of them were surprised when i was able to tell them you know all the struggles they've been through stuff they want to do i've been through and i've seen and mm-hmm. things like that and that's one uh, one way i was able to relate to them
0: yeah i wonder if it's because i don't know i think it's probably because like the work that we do and you know i mean honestly like when i started working for johns hopkins like i didn't really understand and know what johns hopkins was but after the more i worked and been a part of it like I was like holy crap (laughs) I don't know if I can say that on the podcast but like 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 Johns Hopkins is a very a very big deal I guess you can say but I didn't know that
1: yeah like it has deep roots in the community
0: very very deep roots in the community and I think like the kids now are like when people come in and people talk and people give speeches like people come from all over the place like and some of the people are non-native people and I think it's weird for them to see actual native people from the community like run the programs that we do and I think that's what's crazy I think that's maybe that's the reason why they're shocked about it I don't know
1: probably because Because. Johns Hopkins had people from all over the world Mm -hmm. come through and teach and show stuff And then,
0: I mean, also too, like thinking back at it and like back into school, like there was never, there was always people that were doing things, who were achieving things and accomplishing things, but there were always non-Native people. And that's how I saw it too. And then I think now that like seeing other Natives succeed and do really well, like I think that's great. And I think that's something that's always... I guess I can still, like, I always knew that I was going to come back to a reservation. (laughs) I really did. Like, I I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to school for. I don't know why I'm going to go to school. But I always knew whatever I did, I was going to come back to the res. I just, I just knew it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I unknowingly started picking up jobs that help the youth around the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, I worked, helped out at a youth um hangout spot after school I helped out there I helped um I worked at the shop to help fund it and keep it open. I coached football for the youth mm-hmm. literally coach bus driver now this and it's something I enjoy yeah and going back to what you say you know I'm, I'm that person I'm the the success story I guess you would say that yeah the kids can see and know that he's from here he did everything I did, and he went off and he came back and was able to run a program like this.
0: Yeah, I think that I don't know. I think that's really awesome. I mean, and I'd never seen that, and now that's where everything is going. And I think I totally had something again, and I totally lost it, and I forgot again. But it was really great. Maybe I'll remember it in the next
1: <laughs> episode. <laughs> as good as that title I had and just lost it because I didn't write it
0: down yeah definitely because we (laughs) have been thinking about it but I mean yeah I think this is our conclusion of our first ever podcast and I mean I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna get a little like a little messy I mean we'll probably have some topics but like we did today we kind of had our own little tangent and went off in another direction and tried to bring it back Mm-hmm. but or maybe we were on point the whole time and we're just being hard on ourselves <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah definitely so and i don't know i don't know we'll probably not try to edit as much because i just kind of feel like it should just be us us talking like
1: but if we do edit i'm on an auto-tune. <laughs> you're
0: gonna auto-tune you're yeah. gonna do like a little like robot no no You can give yourself an accent, like, series. (laughs) (laughs) No. Who knows? Yeah, but awesome. Well, thank you guys. If you guys were able to listen through the whole entire thing. (laughs) If you got this
1: far, give yourself a high five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Definitely.
0: But, um, yeah, definitely, like, if you have any, like, feedback or if there's anything you want to know more about. I mean, we can even talk about, like, what if was like growing up native, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like the thing right now is just like being present as Native Americans because like, even people that I've met in college had no idea that Native Americans still existed. And like, even when I traveled to California, like people thought like, wow, I thought you guys were extinct.
1: Oh wow! Because
0: I remember watching old films Hollywood films of Native Americans. And I'm like, there weren't even Native Americans in those old Hollywood That's films. They were, like, people
1: painted. <laughs> you know what's so funny about those films? Is my grandparents loved them.
0: Yeah, my, too. Like, the old Western films. Yes. Like, my grandparents and my great-grandparents used to watch those all the time. And I grew up with them in the background as That's I was growing them. up. But, um, But, yeah, like, we can even bring those topics up and talk about what it was like being... A naughty res kid. Yeah, I mean, not that I was naughty at all, but
1: I I fully claim it. I was naughty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was times. I guess you can say there was crazy things that I've done, like jumping out of a moving vehicle on a dirt
1: road. Mm, Yeah, I'm not gonna say on the podcast what I say, (laughs) (laughs) what I did. I don't need a BIA knocking on my door. Yeah, (laughs) definitely.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. And um, we should be dropping uh, the episode soon and then we'll be working on our next. I think we want to get at least maybe five episodes. But I mean, but if this is like something that becomes very successful. I don't see why we would have to stop. Yeah, definitely. Because all we need is a mic and a laptop. And and, we got both. Yeah. And we got a podcast. Nice. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you guys later. Oh, wait. Did I ever introduce myself? No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> I'll do it in the next episode. Okay. <laughs> right. right. Oh, stop.